Hello and welcome to Early Late Nights, the show that sleeps with the Hideo Kojima body pillow. I'm your host, Kieran Marchant, and welcome to this Tuesday, the 27th of March edition of the show. Tonight we are jam-fact with full of news, gossip, and a couple rants from me. Uh, we're going to be talking about Playdead, uh, hinting at their new games. We're going to be talking about esports wrap-up. There's a lot going on in the last couple of days, even, of esports that we've got to talk about. Far Cry 5 has just come out today. We're going to go deep into the microtransactions for that game, have a look at it, and I'm going to have a rant about co-op play. So if you light on, if you have a feeling about co-op games, especially Borderlands, I'll be talking some Borderlands, please stay tuned for that. But moving right forward... Play Dead, the creators of one of my favorite games, Inside and Limbo, have been out and about at GDC this year already, uh, handing out, uh, they were handing out business cards with uh, very limited business, not limited, but very um, low-key business cards full of asking people to come join their team for their new project so there was a lot of buzz already being created about that and then they have also recently recently released a teaser picture this picture is a white tunnel um it's like a you're looking out of a tunnel um with a single small character standing in the center of it and it looks like you know that debris kind of wasteland-esque area that a, they're known for doing for with inside. It was very a post-apocalyptic, and the world was very different to normal. But it brings back those vibes straight away. If you haven't played Inside or Limbo, please go out check them both out because they're both fantastic games. They both have their own little quirks to them, where their method of storytelling leaves a lot up to you to try and figure out exactly what's going on. Especially with Inside, I had to go and read. A bit about it after I finished the game to fully understand what the hell the last like 20 minutes were because it was so random and so bizarre and so weird for me that I just felt completely completely just I don't know there was something weird inside of me that made me a bit curious about stuff a little bit excited about what that world they were growing so i hope either this game continues being grown in that same world because there are a lot of hints between inside and limbo that they are in the same world happening not maybe not around the same time but there's a lot of the same creatures there's a couple different either i don't know if they're not supposed to be just nods or if they're supposed to be actual creations but i'm excited to see where Playdead goes with it and to give them all they need to go so please have a good look at it, have a good play through it, um, and really dive into that once it comes out and give them your support because Playdead are fantastic. Moving on pretty quickly this week, so there's lots of esports news for me to talk about. Lots of esports news to talk about. First, we're going to start with Overwatch League. If you're if you're first time watching this show, I am a big Overwatch League fan, so I love talking about it each and every Tuesday when we go into it. But my god, stage two, what a different stage. It was the first stage after the Mercy nerfs had gone through. It had been the Sombra had started to appear a bit more because of the maps with Vizcaya Industries being a strong point for her and Route 66 being strong for her as well. It's interesting. If you didn't know, stages in Overwatch League, they happen on the patch previous to the patch that's currently being played. So it'll be interesting as stage three comes out, they'll be coming onto the current patch. 
So it'll be interesting to see the changes, especially those that were made to Sombra, the changes that were made to May, um, the future changes that are going to be made with Reaper in May as well, which we'll probably see during Stage 4. It's going to be a fantastic. We came to the stage playoffs yesterday, which happened between London Spitfire, Philadelphia Fusion, and the New York Excelsior, with London Spitfire and Philly Fusion playing in the uh, runner-up game. They went to a fantastic game, but Philly Fusion took it out pretty conv convincingly um, with EQO popping off quite a lot on that, on his Widowmaker and his Genji. That when moved on to a fantastic game between Fusion and New York Excelsior. They went the whole mile with that game. So they went the whole five games and apparently, we learnt one thing, people. Minor spoilers, if you want to go back and watch it, please mute me for a second or come back or skip ahead if you're watching this back. But New York Excelsior reverse sweeped again. And so that's the second time in stages. So stage finals both times now have been reverse sweeps. So that means that a, player, a team has gone down, has lost two matches, and then have come back and won three matches in a row to win the entire thing. So they've won with a pretty nice uh, portion of the prize money already for those winning. New York Excelsior were definitely the best team of that stage and very deserved to win. They were consistent with players like Sabiobi being ridiculous on his tracer. There was a number of different... Just their cohesion arc is such a fantastic support player to watch. It's an interesting thing, and I'm excited to see these Korean teams are setting the bar a lot with London winning the first stage and New York winning the second stage, but I'm excited with teams like Philly Fusion coming up, with Los Angeles Gladiators coming up, that are a mixture of team, of you know nationalities that I'm excited to see how that grows and appreciates. And then we've got in the Dota 2 Dream League finished up over the weekend, Team Secret took it out. Team Secret went all the way unbeaten through the winner's bracket and then were unbeaten once again in the grand final by Fnatic winning clean in a 3-0 game. It is quite ridiculous how on hot and cold Team Secret are. They go through momentum periods where they're just the hottest team in the league in the game and then they go through periods where they suck. So it's interesting to see the comeback. The funny thing was after the game, they then was a video released online of the team jamming together. For some reason, there was like a drum kit and guitars and they were just hanging out and playing guitars at the event. So it was a really interesting to see. We're leading into that international phase of the Dota 2 year. So we are prepared to see the changes coming up with that subscription pass and how teams are going to be leading into international with this first one being the first one that has international points needed for entry instead of a qualification. So it's going to be the best of the best this year and I'm extremely excited to watch. But finally for this esports wrap up, I need to talk about these boys right here. These ones right here. Because they're for one of my most hated teams in AFL. I hate them. I hate them so much. I hate us <laughs> with a passion. But over the weekend, uh, on Friday night, so kind of the weekend, Friday night, Essendon was in the was in the second game of the season against Adelaide. Um, and it was an interesting game. There was a lot of back and forth. Essendon ended up picking the victory, but that's not what we're talking about. It's really not. It's so frustrating. So, And I actually like Brian Taylor. Brian Taylor is an all right commentator. He He's normally pretty funny. But this time, 
And I don't know if it's ignorance, I don't know if he was meaning to come off like a total douchebag, but there's a part of the game where, for some reason, Brian has been handed this piece of paper, you can tell, piece of paper by the producers, and they've panned over the Essendon League of Legends esports team. And uh, he's just such a prick. He's honestly, like, he sounded, when I originally watched it, he just sounded ignorant, he just sounded dumb about it, like he was reading off a piece of paper, but now what I've watched again, it's like he's taking the piss, where he's calling them, you know, unique individuals for footy. He's talking about how, you know, clearly question mentioning how they're not the average footy fan and how they're different and, you know, their quick reflexes and they're obviously good kicks and it's just it was so frustrating. And then after the game, Brian Taylor then does walkabouts in the winning room. Often normally happens on the Friday game. And fuck me, he what? Some reason the Essendon team was the esports team was there. I don't know. Obviously, Essendon was trying to promote it. They put them in their Guernseys and shit. And he was just giving them so much shit. It's just he was just such a terrible human being. Like I don't like it's just frustrating me because esports is a growing sport, and I understand why. You know, those kind of classic sportists, like, you know, the... I can't even think of the words for them now, I'm frustrated. Those people that want to keep sport how sport is. The, the physicality of sport. Sport needs to be something that you're going to sweat about. And all that crap. And stomp down on these esports. Stomp down on League of Legends, on Overwatch, on Dota 2, on anything that has an esports. They just question it and stomp on it. And it's so frustrating how does a sport grow when people are going to be like this? And it's this ignorance that doesn't help people. And it's going to be those people in 10 or 15 years time when esports is a bigger thing that are going to be fucking stupid. They're going to look stupid. There's egg on their fucking face. I just fucking angers me. It pisses me off. And we're going to leave it. As we move on to this, the third topic for the show, it's going to be about Far Cry 5. Far, 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 far. Far. I had to say, I'm getting out of my system saying far. Far. Far, 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 far. far Cry. <laughs> um, far Cry 5 has come out today. There's going to be, there's a whole stream of information and reviews and reviews and reviews and reviews and reviews. I had a, oh, I'm okay. I'm fine, people. I'm completely fine. Um, there's been so many reviews and articles about it already, but I want to go into, there's microtransactions in this game. Why is there microtransactions in this game? God damn it, people. So if you don't know, you can buy silver blocks with real money for currency for the game. Fuck my life. Just, it's a, uh, so you, the good thing is, this it doesn't change the game too much at all. Like, the actual game itself, you can play the same game no matter what. All it does is buy you cosmetics and different-looking character models for when you jump in somebody else's game. Um, it's all over the place. But why? Why do we need this anymore? Why? Why do we need this anymore, people? Why do you want, like, do you want it? I don't want it. Who wants it? Who wants microtransactions in this style of game? In a game, it doesn't need them. It does not need them. Ubisoft, please, don't do this anymore. Because there's going to be stupid people that buy the freaking blocks of silver. 
And that's what they want. I'm just frustrated. I'm just sad. I just can't explain my emotions right now. I couldn't believe it when I found out this game had microtransactions. Yes, it's a co-op game. We'll get onto that shit in a second. But yes, it's a co-op game. Yes, we're going to be... There's... Uh, it's just... People, please don't buy this. Because this is not the way gaming needs to go. These developers are getting a message currently that are saying, if you want your game to be successful, put microtransactions in because you'll get extra money off the game. So, that can't, I don't want that to be the social norm anymore. I don't want that to be the social norm anymore at all. Please don't do that to me. I just, I don't need it. I don't care how cool something looks. Actually, I do care how cool something looks sometimes. Gun skins are pretty cool. No, fuck that. No, 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 no. no these are not, this is not a game that I care that much about, so I will not spend any more than the money I've already spent buying a copy of this game. Which I wasn't planning on doing, but I did anyway. And I bought the se the golden edition with the season pass. But anyway, don't... I don't even, I don't even know what I'm talking about there, people. But... There's just... Uh, Single-player games don't need microtransactions in them. I don't care. Let me unlock them through gameplay, please. I'm just... Once again, topics today, people. Pissing me the fuck off. Pissing me off. They're just frustrating me. Hope Friday's a relaxed freaking episode where it's all relaxed and shit. Cause, and I'm just going to get more angry with this. Hey, Jaden, what the fuck is that? What is that, Jaden? Bevan, Bevan, tell him. Tell him, Bevan. What is that? It's a Borderlands fucking image. For you. It's not from Borderlands 3 because we don't have one of those yet. It's Borderlands. It's one of my favorite Borderlands pictures. It's got a handsome fucking Jack in it. But... So, we're leading into my tidbit of the week where I want to talk about co-op modes in games. And Borderlands is the perfect co-op game for me. It is so fantastic. It is so good. My god. And today, or yesterday, we have got news about some Borderlands 3 leaks. And I was happy and excited and Jaden, you... Pointed them out to me because you wanted me to talk about them. So it looks like there's going to be an announcement or a leak or a thing on June 10th. For this game, there is uh, small character art pieces that have been shown for. Like, that have been leaked. It looks... I'm just... I'm excited, people. I just hope that we continue to play that... Like, we continue to explore that franchise, but that franchise continues to have co-op. Continues to do co-op in the way it's done... Not in the way of Far Cry 5. Sit down, Far Cry 5. And Borderlands 3 is going to be a mainstay of this show. We're going to be talking about it as much as I can. If I dig up information about it, we're going to find it. Because I love that game series. I love Tales of the Borderlands. It's one of my favourite Telltale games. And I absolutely love all of the actual... The, both of the original games. The prelude. I, the pre-sequel. Pre-sequel. I didn't, you know, didn't do that too much. But, just give me Borderlands 3, keep it up, and games need to look at Borderlands 3. Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 1 have been out for years, and they both did it so well. I don't want none of this Far Cry 5 bullshit. Far Cry 5 came out, and I, I, I kind of like the idea of co-op in Far Cry. I like that idea. If Far Cry did Borderlands co-op system, I would be the cat's pajamas for that game. 
I'd drag somebody in to play it, I would have a lot of fun. But it's not, because of the simple fact that in Far Cry 5, if you do a story mission with a friend, it doesn't save the progress for you. It only saves the progress for your friend. So what's the point? What is the point of co-op then? I understand you've written your story about this character that is the lone warrior, the cowboy, the man that's coming in to change everything for the better in hope, can't he? But I don't care. I don't, I don't want that. I want to play with my best friend like I am with A Way Out, another fantastic game that I've been playing through with Dylan on this channel. You'll see it if you're here at 7pm now. If you're listening back, I'm sorry. Go back and watch the VOD. Go back and watch it. It's so fantastic. We did, we did good things on that stream, but it, it's just, it works so well because you're feeling like you're playing a game that's designed for two players. You're not playing a game that's designed for one person. And that is the same for Borderlands. I feel like when I play that game, the story, not so much. The story is mostly about one person, but the game itself, when I'm playing the game, it doesn't restrict me too much. I can fuck around with two vehicles, I can split between vehicles, we can jump around and I can run away from my group member and not have to be rubber banded back. I remember, so co-op has been this way, co-op has been this way for me, I get angry by co-op so often. I remember when Fable 2 came out, on the Xbox 360 I was excited for co-op in that game, Turn it on for the first time. Turn to co-op. The co-op person is a glowing fucking ball. No, Peter Molyneux. No. It's a glowing ball and you had to walk up to it to trade stuff with it. But it didn't do shit. And you're like, are you kidding me? Even board, like not Borderlands. I talk about Borderlands enough. Dark Souls. It actually does it kind of well. People jump in. People can fuck with you. People can help you. That's kind of cool. I like that for that style of game. But if you're playing, if I, if you're giving me a co-op game and you're saying this is this is not a co-op game, a story-based game. If you're giving me a story-based game and you're adding a co-op feature, let me play the story with my friends. Let me play the story with my friends. But then when I'm playing it on my own, I'm like I've still got everything I need. I'm still where I need to be to cruise through. Monster Hunter World is fantastic for that. Monster Hunter is just, you jump in with somebody, you can keep going, you can go back and help somebody. I understand if you don't want somebody completing a later mission, or that they aren't ready for, that's completely fine. Or, you know, if I want to go back and help a friend, it's not like this game has, this game probably has a leveling and skill system, but it probably, the enemies probably scale as normal. You could probably still fight lower level enemies, like the guns would still shoot the same. But, um... I just want more people or more studios to take more time with their co-op. We've talked about a way out so much in the last couple of days, but with the way it does its co-op with its audio levels, like, you know, turning one audio up a bit for one character in their screen, but in my game online, turn it up. And we were, both Dylan and me, were a bit apprehensive about being able to see both screens in our game, but it doesn't really matter. It's pretty good. It's pretty fantastic. Like, I liked the split-screen style for that game because the game is designed to do it. Devs, I don't care if it takes you a couple more, like, you know, sometimes if it takes you a bit longer, but implement a good co-op system. I don't want to be rubber-banded to my partner. I don't want to feel like feel the need that I'm 
all over the place. I don't want to... It's so... Borderlands is so good at what it does. It's so... It knows what it that it's about fun. It knows that it's hanging out with your friends. And that is so important to a lot of the game and to the experience. I couldn't imagine playing through that game without the ability of a friend just jumping in and out. Without the um, opportunity to share or relive moments in another person's game. So developers, when you go back and watch this when I'm super famous and I have a billion viewers, please... Make co-op good. Make co-op what we are going to enjoy. Have people come in and play the co-op specifically for that co-op reason. Because co-op. I'm going to say co-op like 10 more times. Co-op. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me tonight on Early Late Nights. It's been a fantastic show. Um, I hope you like the changes we're making so far. Um, please, any feedback is always good feedback. We like to grow and support our channels. Um, please check out all of our content this week. We've got Pleasure Explosion on its new home on Thursdays. Um, and check out Friday for What Do You Want to Watch? For some fucking reason, they're watching Speed Racer. For some reason, they're watching Speed Racer. I don't know why, like that shitty 2008 one. I, I'm listening to find out why in there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Stay tuned um, or go back and watch the VODs if you want to try and find out what Corner Cucky is. Maybe Dylan will tell me during the stream. Um, and please come back on Friday at 6.30pm where I'll be once again doing a Good Friday edition of early late nights and that is something you and i am excited about thank you for joining me we end each and every show the same way here on twitch.tv slash explosion network is with 60 seconds of media madness where i quickly go through in 60 seconds all of the media tidbits and information that i haven't had a chance to talk about in the show and that is completely normal for me because I talk a lot about, like, the stupidest things. So we'll get through as much as we can in 60 seconds. Remember, if you aren't here or if you can't, if you miss some of the show, remember, 24 hours later, 7 p.m. Sorry for Friday. I'm a bad person with audio. Hopefully the audios for this one's good. Uh, but 7 p.m. the following day, so Wednesdays and Saturdays, the show goes up on demand on YouTube and all good podcasting services. So go check it out and download it if you miss any episodes. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Are you ready? I said, are ye ready? Let's go! Next Overwatch event is on the horizon. It looks like it's going to be uh, featuring Reyes, so that's going to be kind of cool to see how Reaper came about. Is he good? Is he bad? Also, favorite thing about the new Overwatch is that you can now, like, avoid a player. So I don't want to play with that player ever again. Um, you can find new monsters in the new Monster Hunter World updates. Run and hide and check your dental plan. If you've got Twitch Prime, Final Fantasy 15, there is a free personal chocobo with you. You can ride around on a chocobo. I said it's not that you should go to Never mind. Hellblade is coming to the Xbox One. That is fantastic for Xbox One owners who haven't played the game. I've recently played on PlayStation. That's fine. Xboxes. Xboxes. Enjoy that. Player Unknown Battleground is adding weapon skins and regional for the game. Thank you Dodgy Pings and Steve is going to have a death cost. People who play don't have any death cost anymore. And remember, Hobby Wonder Checkout Darkness 2 is free. That is such a fantastic game. Go grab it from the Hobby Wonder store. Bye!
explosion, all right. Year two is here, everyone, and I have lots of news for you. We've announced four new shows and a renewal amongst a couple other things. Listen along. Tales of Theldon is our D&D cross-audio drama podcast. It's highly edited to allow non-D&D fans to experience an audio drama, including music and sound effects, that just so happens to be acted out and made up along the way, because it's D&D. Less dice and more drama. Kinda. Season 1 kicks off March 24th, but the prologue is available now, and short stories about each character will be posting between now and the launch. Follow at Tales of Felden on Twitter for more. What Do You Want to Watch is our media podcast being released fortnightly. We'll be talking movies, TV, and more each fortnight, and check out a movie in What Do We Watch Anyway, our movie book club that you can watch along with. Follow at ExplosionPod to keep up to date with that. Top 5 with Nick kicks off Wednesday the 7th as a fortnightly podcast with Nicholas Pryor being joined by two guests to count down or up, Nick's rules really aren't solid, their personal top 5s for this season's theme, video games. Ranging from top 5 game vehicles to top 5 launch games, check it out. Every Tuesday and Friday night from 6.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time, you'll catch Kieran on twitch.tv slash explosion network hosting Early Late Nights, a gaming news half-hourly breakdown show. The episodes will then go up live on podcast services and YouTube just 24 hours after airing. So make sure you're following our Twitch channel, that's right, twitch.tv slash explosion network to keep up to date. Old Around Explosion is back for Season 2 on May 11th, with three more episodes to count down to solo a Star Wars story, and then talk about the movie itself. So if you're doing a Star Wars rerun before then, don't forget the first season is already available and a good thing to listen to if you're doing a rewatch. And some updates and some changes. Tom is now going to be the full-time host of Pleasure Explosion as the podcast moves to a maximum cast of four members and moves focus away from being topic-based. All our YouTube shows like South the King's Landing, Reacts and Review Discussions will now be live on Twitch. They'll go up on YouTube's afterwards, but we want you there watching live. We want to reward our Twitch audience that has supported us so well this past year. So get ready for a full spectrum of Twitch content and better bang for your time and money. It's a lot, I know. You can find all of this wrapped up in an article right now on ExplosionNetwork.com, breaking down all this and more. But most importantly, the news is Explosion Network Year 2 is here. And thank you for being a part of it.